Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. I'm Preston Sharp. So I took last week off. Some of you may have noticed that. I had a lot of things going on. We had family in town. We had a couple of big weeks at church and was busy with that. I pastor a local church. Also, my voice was gone because I had been sick the week before. So sorry that I didn't get to stuff last week. Uh, I There will be probably some times that that happens or there'll be some weeks where I do three instead of four podcasts or different things like that. But be assured, I will be back. Uh, our listener base here is pretty small. <laughs> There's a few of you out there. And so if you would want to share with more people what we have going on here at the Resurrection People podcast and the way that we're kind of taking small sections of scripture based on the Revised Common Lectionary and talking through them each week, I would love it. You could review it. You could share it with friends, whatever you possibly could do. That would be awesome. Well, today we are looking at our Old Testament reading, which is Judges chapter 4 verses one through seven. It's a simple little passage. The book of Judges, just to give you some background, recounts really the total failure and unraveling of God's people. So if we remember in the book before this, Joshua, Joshua had called them to be faithful to God, to be who they're called to be, and to show the other nations the character and nature of God, what God is like. This was an awkward time for Israel. They have entered the promised land but there's already people living in the promised land and God's people are te- are constantly tempted by the gods of these foreign nations. So Israel struggles. They're trying to overcome this group of people, but their struggle is not just military that they're trying to overcome. They're constantly tempted to turn to the gods of the Canaanites. In fact, the book of Judges is disturbing and violent and messy. It recounts a time before there were kings in Israel, before the monarchy, and it was a time when Israel was led by judges, these regional political leaders that were kind of like tribal chieftains or governors. In fact, if you look at the book in isolation, it shows how Israel really is no better than the Canaanites. They're constantly turning to other gods, and they're living in ways that are contrary to God's best for them. There are two constant refrains that are said over and over in the book. And one of those is, the Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the other one is, all the people did what was right in their own eyes. Now, this section of the book, chapters 3 through 16, shows this gradual corruption of Israel's leaders. So they begin with good judges who rule in a way that is faithful to God, but then they just get worse and worse and worse. And then the final section of the book of Judges shows the corruption of Israel as a whole. Now, the story of Deborah, which we're given just the very beginning of here today, is in the first category. She is one of the good judges. So our reading here gives us an example of a strong woman leader in the Old Testament And she is really the only judge about whom nothing negative is said. In fact, the story later tells us that her rule led to 40 years of peace in the land. That's in Judges chapter 5. So verse 1 of our reading marks the death of Ehud, 
which provides an opportunity for Israel to revert back to her wayward behavior. They do what is evil in the eyes of the Lord. That's what verse one says. So the Israelites then, because of that, find themselves under the thumb of King Jabin of Canaan. Verse four tells us that Deborah was already serving as a judge. Unlike other judges, Deborah is not said to be raised up. She's already doing it. (laughs) She's acting as a judge. Now, it would have been scandalous at the time to have a woman serve as a judge, but she's just, she's doing it. She's already doing it. In fact, Deborah is known here apart from her husband, which in the ancient world was unique. Her husband's name is given given here, Lapidoth, and it's only mentioned this once. Now, some scholars have pointed out there's an alternate translation of this, where instead of wife of Lapidoth, it could be translated a woman of fire. (laughs) And that actually may be the appropriate translation. We don't know. But the role of judge was pretty ambiguous at the time. It was based on political influence and military strength. Deborah's not called a judge here, but it is said she was judging Israel. So she's functioning in this role. She's um, adjudicating disputes under a palm tree in the hill country of Ephraim. In fact, she does this there. That's like her office that she sets up to the point where the tree becomes known as the palm of Deborah. Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, was the foremost Israelite soldier of the age. When Deborah calls to him, he comes immediately. And Deborah tells Barak that the Lord commands him to position himself at Mount Tabor with 10,000 men from two tribes, Naphtali and Zebulun. The Lord continues by saying that he, the Lord, will draw the general of of Jabin's army and then they will be given into his hand. Outside the scope of our reading in the later verses, we hear that Barak agrees to the Lord's command on the condition that Deborah goes with him. Deborah agrees to go with him, but warns him, warns Barak, that the Lord's victory will lead to the exaltation of a woman. (laughs) And then we see that the army of Sisera does indeed fall. Now, some wonder aloud if Deborah was only called by God because there were no men available or because Barak showed weak faith. And so uh, we just needed to accommodate to this situation. But that doesn't make sense (laughs) because all of the judges of Israel, it's not like all these judges were like these great people that God called because they were great and mighty. No, God chose all of them in the midst of their weakness. Look, especially at the stories of Gideon and Samson. Deborah appears to be the most faithful of all the judges, which tells us something about the significance of her role in the life of faith. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.